What it all boils down to is he feels like this is really negative for our relationship and that it means like our love isn't real. It's illegitimate because he feels like he shouldn't be thinking about those things if he really loved me. You're listening to Love and Libido with me, your host, Dr. Emily Jamia. The goal of this podcast is to educate and inspire. My hope is that you will learn tools to create connection and cultivate passion, both within yourself and in your relationships. Here's what's coming up on today's episode. I am so excited for today's episode because it is our first ever live Q&A episode. I finally had a subscriber brave enough to schedule some time with me so that we could dive more deeply into her concern. Her longtime boyfriend has a sexual fantasy that is making them question if their relationship is really on solid ground. The worst part is she feels partly responsible for the fantasy that he's stuck on. Have you ever questioned the meaning of your sexual fantasies? Has your partner ever reacted negatively when you expressed a fantasy or desire? Then you need to tune in to today's episode. I am so excited to welcome our guest whose name I'm going to keep anonymous. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you maybe tuning in for the first time, part of what I like to do on this show is give people the opportunity to submit their questions and have them answered here on the show. And a lot of people email them in and I read the emails and give my two cents. But today's episode is a bit more unique because I scheduled an actual conversation with this listener to my podcast. And I, um, I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story and having this dialogue with me. Cause I know it's one that probably a lot of people can relate to. That's good. I'm glad to hear people can relate to it. Cause right now I feel like I'm the only one. So yeah. Yeah. And that is usually the case with situations like these. So go ahead and talk to me a little bit about what is going on. So my boyfriend and I have been together for about nine years. And um, recently, after we've been struggling with some relationship issues, I came to find out that he is uncomfortable with what he pictures while we are having sex or while he is masturbating. Um, He always pictures me with another man um, versus him with another woman or me with him or anything else. It's just me with another man. And that's come to trouble him. Um, he has also expressed interest in watching me with another man. And um, what it all boils down to is he feels like this is really negative for our relationship and that it means like our love isn't real. It's illegitimate because he feels like he shouldn't be thinking about those things if he really loved me. Okay. So tell you guys have been together for nine years and you say this came up relatively recently. So can you talk to me a little bit about how it came up to begin with? Sure. Um, so I would say for about the past four years or so, we've been having some relationship issues and, um, while we talked about those and I knew that he wanted to see me with another man and he had explored that. Um, and I agreed to it, although we never actually participated in that. Um, I, and I knew he liked to hear stories of me with other men, but I didn't know that was all he pictured. Um, 
as we were talking about our relationship issues that came up, he said, I feel like our love is illegitimate. And I said, why, what does that mean? And he explained, I always picture you with another man. I feel like that means I don't love you the right way. Um, so that's kind of where we ended up um, with the sexual issues that we have in our relationship. We have some others on top of that. Um, we have separated and he has since started seeing someone else. And I do know that they've um, had sex and the first time or the first couple times he was with her, he did not picture her with another man. Um, and so he thought, you know, it was something directly related to me and him, his relationship. But since then, he said he did have trouble coming to completion with her and started picturing me with another guy while doing that. Uh, he said it's really the only way that he can, you know, have completion is by picturing that. Okay. Uh, and so he's struggling with those images and, you know, kind of what that all means. Yeah. Um, we are trying to see if maybe our relationship could work. And I wanted to get some insight into this because if there is help, you know, it's something yeah. we obviously need to work on. Definitely. And so you talk about him feeling troubled by the fantasies and thoughts that he's having. How do you feel about them? Yeah. Um, so I know that um, part of the reason why these fantasies came up for him are my fault in a way. Um, I am more sexually experienced than he is and more so than anyone he's ever been with. And early in our relationship, he took things very slowly, which I was not used to. And I told him a couple stories about me with some other guys. I will admit alcohol was involved in my uh, willingness to tell those stories. Uh, I think I was trying to make him a little jealous and, you know, hey, you're not making moves, but these other guys do. Um, so that was obviously immature on my part, but he did not ask to hear those stories and did not like them at first. And then something changed with him, made him like them, made him want to hear them more. Um, on my end, the stories I did tell him were ones where I had been confident and kind of taking what I wanted, but other sexual experiences I had, uh, were not that situation. They okay. were ones which I was trying to get someone to like me or, you know, thought I had to have sex. I was just kind of in that negative, um, self-conscious, um, mode. Yeah. And so he wants to hear more stories and I won't tell them to him because I am ashamed of those stories. So, uh, for me, he feels like I'm giving other guys what I won't give him. I won't tell him stories when I know that's what he likes. So I'm not doing things to prove I care about him. And for me, it's, I'm really ashamed of these things that I did. I told you the stories I'm comfortable with, but now I'm ashamed of what I did. And I'm also ashamed that I can't give you what you want. And that created a lot more distance in us sexually and emotionally. Okay. It's a really good summary. Thank you for that. So I'm hearing that he, in a way he's giving you mixed messages. Cause on the one hand, he's saying he's sort of bothered by the fact that he has come to depend on some of these thoughts to help him climax. But on the other hand, sometimes he's asking for more and more from you. And I can see how that would create some confusion really on how to handle it. 
Yeah, I think up until we really started having the conversation, um, he was okay with what he was thinking about. Okay. Um, but I think recently he realized maybe it's not okay. And maybe that, like I mentioned, him feeling illegitimate about our relationship and our love, that idea came to him recently. I don't know if someone planted it in his head or if he just discovered it, but um, so he was, I think, okay with how he felt until recently, um, okay. until he really started maybe discovering a relationship with someone else and how it would be different. Um, but to this day, you know, even though we're separated, we are still very much in communication and talking about things. And, you know, if he talks about me with another guy, or I mentioned I might be dating someone, it does get him aroused. Okay. So uh, I don't know if we need to separate me mm -hmm. with, from another guy and have him still be able to be aroused or if it's okay to move forward with that type of situation. Um, I'm not really sure what it all means. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you reached out to me because hopefully I can give you a little bit of insight and information that might help. So what is your understanding, if you have one at all, about the nature of these kinds of fantasies? I don't have much. Um, I do know that there are lots of things on line like Reddit about hot wife and mm -hmm. those types of things. And he's explored that online and he brought that to me. Um, but I, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. So there's kind of two categories. You can kind of think of them as separate or one maybe falling a little bit under the umbrella of the other. So hot wife is one that you mentioned. The other is cuckolding. And basically what that means is that someone gets turned on by the idea of their partner with somebody else. Historically, it's a heterosexual couple and it's the male person who gets kind of turned on with the idea of their partner having sex with someone else or the thought of them watching their partner have sex with someone else. And it's really confusing because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, to many people, but the truth is it's actually a pretty common fantasy. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. My inbox is flooded with DMs on a daily basis with people just like you who want help with their sex and relationship issues. I wish I had time to answer all your questions, but luckily other resources are available. Look, without healthy relationships and a calm mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is help is available. You deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. And as a special offer to Love and Libido listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Dr. Emily. That's betterhelp.com slash Dr. Emily. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, when it comes to sexual fantasies, you know, a lot of times the nature of them 
is breaking a taboo in some way. So in this case, there's the taboo um, being broken of, you know, deconstructing monogamy, basically. Um, you know, a lot of us think that monogamy is the only way and to involve someone else in the sexual relationship is basically going against that. So that can be kind of exciting. Um, sometimes cuckolding fantasies happen because people get kind of turned on by the feeling of jealousy. And based on what you've told me about how this evolved over the course of your relationship, it's sounding to an extent that that's what happened. Because when you initially told him some of these stories about you with other guys, you said he didn't like it very much at first. He probably experienced what we refer to as retroactive jealousy, meaning he was jealous about something or an experience that you had in the past. Um, and somehow through the transition or course of your relationship, that jealousy began to transition into feelings of arousal or he got turned on by it. Um, and that's actually a little bit more common than a lot of people realize in the research that we have about cuckolding specifically, um, we, most people say it has nothing, it's not indicative of a relationship problem. Okay. So, you know, rarely do we fantasize a better, about a bed of roses. As I said before, most fantasies are exciting because there's something about them that's a bit taboo or out of the norm or wrong even, or, you know, even maybe a little shameful. So there's just all kinds of feelings that we can tap into um, in our erotic minds that really don't reflect at all what we might actually want in real life. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because you said there has been a conversation about potentially exploring it in real life, but a lot of times it's just a thought and nothing more. And people can get very turned on and aroused by their thoughts. Um, and people draw on fantasy for all kinds of things. Um, sometimes people pull in a fantasy because it helps them build arousal, or maybe they're staying really present and focused during the majority of the sexual experience, but then they draw on the fantasy to help get them to reach an orgasm, which it sounds like now he's doing a little bit more. And so people can draw on fantasy you know, during any time of a sexual experience, you know, whether that's solo or with a partner at the beginning, middle or end, um, it really is very variable. Um, so when it comes to cuckolding, as I said, it can be that they're getting kind of turned on by this idea of jealousy. We also have some evidence to suggest that a cuckolding fantasy or, or if something like that were to happen in real life, makes a sperm travel faster to an egg. So like if there's multiple men competing for the same egg, that can kind of create feelings of arousal so that the, it's like a sperm competition thing. Um, and so sometimes that can like boost testosterone and create a lot of arousability. So there's that element. And then also, as I said, a lot of times it's just the taboo nature of going against societal norms around monogamy. Um, and then under that, or some people see it as a little bit separate, is this hot wife fetish that you mentioned. And the difference is that in the cuckolding fantasy, usually there's an element of shame, humiliation, or jealousy. Whereas in the hot wife fantasy, it's more like my wife is so freaking hot that I want to share her with other people. And it's more of a sense of pride. 
um, and excitement. So that's the main distinction between the two fantasies is one is coming from kind of painful emotions. The other one's coming from more exciting, positive emotions, as in the case of the hot wife fantasy. Um, so a lot of people are bothered by the fact that they have fantasies. And the primary reason is because a lot of people think their fantasies are abnormal. But when we look at the research on sexual fantasies, we find that about 97% of people have them. And the majority of fantasies that people have would be considered a little bit taboo, whether it's some element of non-monogamy or swinging or multiple partners or BDSM, um, even kind of you know, transitioning between genders. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people fantasize about. We just don't talk that much about them. And so that's why a lot of times we think that there's something wrong with us because we have them. Um, you know, the other thing you mentioned was that he was less sexually experienced than you were um, initially when you guys got together. And we all have what we call an arousal template, meaning some of the earlier sexual experiences we have can kind of set the foundation for the way we become aroused potentially for the rest of our lives. And so if he didn't have a ton of sexual experiences before you, and then you guys get together and he's super into you and you maybe after having a few drinks, tell him some of these stories about your past in an effort to kind of maybe spark a little bit of jealousy so that he'll pursue you more quickly that ended up turning him on. And so that may be to an extent in his, in the foundation of his arousal now, meaning that potentially he could draw on this fantasy for the rest of his life, assuming that, you know, he moves past these feelings of being bothered by it. Now, you can imagine, I'm sure that this may create conflict if, if you guys do end up splitting and he has other partners and he's thinking of you who is now his ex. And if he were to share that with a future partner, um, yeah. you know, maybe he'll get lucky and the per person he's with in the future will also get turned on by it. But more than um, most likely, they'll probably feel a little bit jealous about it too, the way he initially did. Um, and so there's that. But um, you know, I just like to always begin by normalizing because a lot of people think that their sexual behavior, whatever that may be, is, you know, unique or different, but a lot of the times it's not. And I think that's the case here. So any thoughts on what I'm sharing with you? Cause I covered a lot. Yeah, no, that's really good to know. I like the normalizing that helps. Um, and I will say, I think the jealousy thing fits um, he did say, you know, he, I know that like some guys like to be shamed mm -hmm. and he does not, that's not him for sure. Um, and I think a little bit of that hot wife thing where, you know, being proud of your wife, um, that fits a little bit in the sense that he thought that when I did those things, I was really confident and just went after what I wanted. And he thought that that was missing between us mm. that I wasn't that way with him. And so he wanted to see me that way. Okay. Um, 
And so it's almost like a combo. Like he wants to see me as this really confident woman that he can be proud of, but yet he's also jealous of other guys that got that feeling like he never did. Yeah. So yeah, we're in this weird little dynamic, I guess. Yeah. So why do you think you weren't as confident when it came to the way you guys started your relationship? Um, I think I was confident. Um, I've always, well, I'll, I've always struggled with self-confidence my whole life. I was recently diagnosed with ADD. And so I know that, you know, that's one of the major symptoms. And now that I have a diagnosis and I'm getting treatment, my self-confidence has soared. Um, but you know, 10 years ago, nine years ago when we met, um, you know, I was coming off of a divorce. I was dating a lot. So I had a lot of interest from men and I was confident in myself then, but I wasn't, um, I guess as sexually, I don't know. I don't know what the quite, what the word is, but um, experimental maybe Mm -hmm. because, you know, when I was younger, before I was married with kids, you know, you would have sex in unusual places or do crazy things. But once you've been married and have a kid and you don't necessarily want to get arrested for those things, (laughs) um, you know, I was a little tamer as I got older. And I think maybe he thought I was willing to give other men something I wasn't willing to give him. And that created some jealousy too. And maybe he felt like I didn't care for him the way, you know, I, I did for other guys. He, he feels like other guys got the version of me that he never did. I, um, I've tried to explain to him. It's just a different version of me, different time in life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and now that I'm getting treated for a lot of my issues, I'm more willing to give him those things and be confident and give him different things. But unfortunately we're in this space where I might not get the chance to do that. Um, but I think, I mean, I think that if you guys decide you want to try to work on things that there is hope for you, I think, you know, the biggest thing I'm hearing is that he is somehow assuming that the fact that he has these thoughts of you with someone else means that you guys don't really love each other or your love is illegitimate or there is something fundamentally wrong with your relationship. And we don't have any research to support that any kind of fantasy really means that there is anything wrong with the relationship. You know, as humans, we're hardwired to draw on mental imagery about all kinds of things. I think it's one of the things that makes us unique as a species. But for some reason, when it comes to thoughts about sex, a lot of people think we should like turn our minds off. And I think that in doing so, we're disconnecting from an element that makes us uniquely human. And so then it comes to, it comes more about, okay, how do we incorporate this into our relationship or into our sex life in a way that we both feel comfortable with? Um, just because we have a sexual thought doesn't mean we have to tell our partner every single time. So that's one thing. Um, it could be that you guys talk about how he can express some of these thoughts, or maybe you dialogue back and forth in a way together that potentially turns you both on or helps with his arousal. You know, you mentioned that you guys have even talked about maybe exploring this in real life. And so that's an avenue as well. Um, I also think if he is feeling 
like he wants to be a bit more exploratory with you that you guys can talk about other things you might try that are still fun and exciting and novel, but maybe don't put you at risk for getting arrested. Maybe, (laughs) you know, you stay on one side of the line. Um, But there are so many things that you can do sexually that are exciting and can add a sense of novelty and spice that maybe you haven't done with anyone else before. Um, you know, I think there are very few people who have done everything that you can really do sexually. Um, I don't know just the extent of your experience, but I imagine that there are probably at least some things you have not tried. And so, you know, if he is wanting to do some of those things with you, then, you know, he may get that side back, um, or not back, but he may get to experience that side in a way that you both feel comfortable with. Um, and so I think there might be some room there. Yeah. I think he has built up in his head what my experience is. Um, when he's asked for stories, I'm like, I told you all the good ones. The rest were, I was drunk in college and it was pretty boring, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, to him, there's, these crazy stories and there's really not. Um, I think to him, my experience is, is a lot more than it actually is. But, um, if he is still uncomfortable with what he fantasizes about, is there a way to change it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sometimes people really have unwanted fantasies. And even after, you know, I tell them that, Hey, this is, it's normal to have these kinds of thoughts. They really don't like them. Um, and so what I would do with someone in that situation is work with them a little bit on gradually reshaping the fantasy so that, you know, you sort of incrementally make adjustments so that it eventually moves towards something that you feel a little bit more comfortable with. Um, and sometimes it's, it's just about being a bit more intentional about the kind of fantasy you want to have. Sometimes um, thinking about a fantasy that you're more comfortable with and actually taking pen to paper and writing it down can help a lot or talking through it back and forth, you know, in this case with you, that can help. Or maybe you guys could sit together and like read some erotic literature. Um, and that way you're sharing, you're not only doing something new together, but you're drawing on a fantasy that's different from this. And if you're actually sitting there reading something, it may make it harder for him to also simultaneously tap into this other erotic thought. Um, You know, but a lot of times people will just jump back to something that really turned them on early on. And so it becomes more about developing a healthier relationship with the thought than it is about eliminating it hundred percent. Okay. That's good to know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. I hope this was a little bit helpful and that you're leaving with some insight and hopefully some conversation starters with him. Yes, this has been great. I appreciate it. And I will be sure to update you as things go along. Yes, please do. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to Love and Libido with me, your host, Dr. Emily Jamia. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and drop me a five-star review. Share with a friend who might find it interesting. As much as we can learn from experts, nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing from each other. If you have a story that relates to today's episode or just a general question about sex or your relationship, visit loveandlibido.com and I'll share it on an upcoming episode. Be sure to visit my website, emilyjamia.com to see my latest blogs and to check out my online workshop. Subscribers to my podcast can use code half off. Finally, you can follow me across all the social media channels for daily sex and relationship tips at Dr. Emily Jamia. Thank you so much for tuning in.